So a miracle is a violation of the laws of nature. Or so our online atheist friends would have us think. This video won't be very long because this old trope just isn't that hard to defeat and in several different ways. First, depending on the atheist that you're talking to, they likely have already and in other places defended a certain view of the laws of nature and the laws of logic known as conventionalism. That these laws are not innate feature of reality, but are conventions that we've invented and used to describe reality. Notable examples of this are Stephen Woodford of Rationality Rules, Matt Dillahunty, Aaron Ra, Tom Jump, and others who have all adopted this stance in some way or another to avoid the force of arguments like the fine-tuning design argument and others like that and the presuppositional transcendental argument, you know, along those lines. If that is the case of the person you're talking to, then even if miracles are contradictions of that, conventions, who cares? Our human conventions are always provisional and no one would claim that they are inviolable or immutable. If they want to try and defend the meme that miracles contradict the laws of nature, then they need to abandon their view that that only means uh, some type of convention, and therefore they have, to, they have to get rid of their only means of denying the fine-tuning argument for design, for example. Heads I win, tails they lose. They gotta give up one of their arguments because they can't have both ways. Second, also depending on the atheist, they'll likely have denied at some point any meaningful version of what is called the principle of sufficient reason, a version of which is the premise one of the Kalam cosmological argument that whatever begins to exist must have a cause, or the first premise of the contingency cosmological argument that everything that exists has a sufficient explanation of its existence, either in its own necessity uh, of its nature or in some external cause. They'll often deny these premises in order to avoid the conclusion of those arguments. Well, if this is the case, then they provided the means by which to defeat the cliché that miracles contradict the laws of nature because that would only be possible if and only if the laws of nature or some natural fact must be the sufficient cause to bring about or explain some new fact, which just is to assume some version of the principle of sufficient reason, which they typically want to deny in those other arguments. So again, if they want to try and defend the meme that miracles contradict the laws of nature, then they need to abandon their other means of denying the principle of sufficient reason within those cosmological arguments. Yep, again, heads I win, tails they lose. Finally, we can point out that a more robust and philosophically consistent understanding of the laws of nature in the literature is that the laws of nature are descriptions of the normal operations of the natural processes of the cosmos with a, a ceratus paribus or a ceteris paribus, depending on how you pronounce it, an assumption of the principle of all things being equal. That is, we assume that as long as there is no new or other force or intervention in some event X, 
that event X will follow the normal operations of natural law. An apple will fall to the ground, all things being equal. But that doesn't mean that an agent cannot reach out and grab it without violating the law of gravity. That apple that fell to the ground will succumb to decay, all things being equal. But that doesn't mean that an agent couldn't have seen it fall to the ground, walk over, you know, polish it off and take a bite. That is, laws are not causally closed systems. They only tell the normative operation of natural events, seritus paribus, all things being equal. Imagine there existed an algorithm for a machine that would create different colored blocks, a red block, then a blue block, then a red block, then a blue block, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, and on and on. We observe this simple block formation and derive the proper algorithm that drives the machine. Now, imagine a yellow block. Now, the machine hasn't made it yet, or maybe it has in some claim that, it, that they saw a yellow block, but you haven't seen it. Is the production, the even possibility of the production of a yellow block by the machine impossible? Would it contradict the algorithm and therefore be impossible? Well. Not really, because we could imagine that the builder and the designer, the engineer of the machine has remote access and can feed a new prompt into the machine so that seemingly a random yellow block will be produced. Does that fact that the engineer feeds a new command into the machine mean that somehow the algorithm has been violated? No, that would just be a silly way to think about it. The same thing happens on a, a theistic view of miracles. Not only could we see such a design machine and ask who designed the machine and who programmed the algorithm, that question the naturalist typically doesn't want to answer or, or even have asked. They just, well, it's not a meaningful question. Why not? But we can see that the engineer who stands outside of the, the causal system of the machine can easily insert a new command into the machine. If someone says that the machine cannot produce a yellow block because a yellow block would be a violation of the algorithm which normally operates the machine, that person's just being too rigid and narrow in their understanding of how machines work. Yet this is precisely what online atheists commonly assert, rather dogmatically, against religious beliefs about miracles. Yet it seems perfectly plausible that while God ordered the cosmos to operate along fixed algorithms or rules, so to speak, a set of operations that will follow a natural order, seratus paribus, all things being equal, that such a God being outside of the causal system itself could himself add commands or new information into the system at will. This would not be a violation of the laws of nature in any meaningful sense. It also wouldn't end up in the, well, then we could never have a viable explanation because if God could, could add in new information, then we could never trust it. Well, that's not the case. It's a, it's a naturally ordered system. It's like saying you can't make a reasonable prediction or a reasonable inference what the next color block will be in red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, because the engineer could produce a yellow block. Well, yeah, but the most reasonable, plausible explanation is that the next block is gonna follow the sequence. Does that mean it's impossible or that we have no possible explanation for if a yellow block does come out? Or we're like, oh my gosh, my view of the algorithm is undone if a yellow one comes out. No, we just understand that there is another causal principle at work in that case, and that the algorithm hasn't been violated, but suspended or interrupted. Okay, 
Now, could the atheists still rightly request evidence for the yellow block, for the miracle? Of course, and they should actually, though many of us have pointed out that the way most atheists have actually constructed their epistemology, it stands on an unfalsifiable presupposition that no amount of evidence could ever uh, overturn. See my episode in the link below dealing with naturalism and the evidentiary standard uh, and, and how actu actually unfalsifiable uh, most people construct their naturalism. So. Thank you again for joining. Uh, good night. God bless. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, commendations, or condemnations, please feel free uh, to leave your comment in the comment sections below. You can email freedthinkerpodcast.gmail.com. Visit the blog, freedthinkerpodcast.blogspot.com. Or the best way, come and join the, the discussion that happens over at the Freed Thinker group page on Facebook. Again, good night and God bless.